3: A podcast known for <laughs> pop culture talk with some more Dropped at 10am on Fridays Heart in the Caribbean Loads of loyal listeners would holler That Nathan was a hero and a scholar The Ten Dollar <laughs> Actually no, it's completely free The people really do love to listen to nothing but me And that is when they see that actually it's not just me But I'm joined weekly With co-host Lawrence C. And every week, while shows were being slaughtered and carted away across the web, they struggled to fight the discourse. Inside, they were longing for something that was their own a podcast that friends all over the world could call a home. Then an idea came And positivity oh rains. Our boys saw that podcast Blow a wind up the pain Put some mics to the MacBook They even bought the same And they recorded the first show A mostly unlistenable woe. Well the world got around They said this is pretty shit man Took up a few episodes To set them on the right path Got a big boost from Mr. Sunday I mean James Now the world really knows our name What's our name Another Happy Pod. <laughs> Our name is Another Happy Pod. New episodes every Friday. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you wait. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. My name is Nathan. I'm joined, I think, by my co-host, Lauris, <laughs> Lawrence Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Hello. No one cares, Lawrence, because... Actually, you don't, because I just did it. I just told everyone what this show is all about. So Yeah, I was
2: going to say, no one needs me
3: anymore. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That was a complete shock to me as well, by the way. Yeah, well, I told you. I very much enjoyed that. I, I did wonder whether you'd done the
3: entire song. How long did it take you to write that? Uh, about 20 minutes to write it. Yeah. About ten minutes to record it and then about 20 minutes to edit it together
2: Hang on, so wait that you weren't just doing that live
3: no no that was pre-recorded you wouldn't know because you can't see me but that was, yeah, oh. that, was that was pre-recorded
2: <laughs> oh my God I thought that was live. I mean look I, I, actually I'll tell you what you've done this in the vein of Hamilton you've you've already performed it and now you've put it out there for the masses on a recording that you've you've altered and edited that was very impressive i'm I'm, I'm genuinely i really enjoyed that
3: so thank, thank you, you, you for this no thank you it was something I. that's how i spent my lunch break today
2: was it a good little side project for you
3: it was what i was i was particularly proud of um the verse where i uh where i squeezed your name into it and the, i was rhyming everything with me i was particularly proud of that verse
2: it's a good one. You're you're a young. Lynn should take you on as a young protege. Well, I say I say young protege. You'd just be a man. He it wouldn't be his like little boy understudy okay, anymore. Okay.
3: Well, that was that felt needless, but okay. That felt unnecessary to add that in there. But okay.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Were there any other songs you considered, or was it always the intro for you? was that where your heart was set.
3: No, it was just the intro. I'm not going to do the whole fucking musical, Lawrence. I don't have the whole fucking. I don't have fucking six years to spare. No, <laughs> to parody the whole musical. Unfortunately, I'm not saying I wanted you to do the
2: whole musical. I'm saying, were there any rejected concepts, any other songs you considered?
3: No, it was obviously just it. it I had a, I had an idea yesterday. A fun little way to open the podcast will be some just a, a, a little parody, I guess, version of the opening number of Hamilton because it's recognizable. Tell a little story. Do what you need to do. You know. You, you definitely win the intro.
2: Like you, de- you definitely, you no longer need me. In future, when you ask me what this silly little show is all about, I'm just going to refer to that. So I think I'm going to have to keep that recording.
3: Well, I can send you the track if you want.
2: I, I would like it. I would like it. I would like it just played about the kitchen while I'm doing my cooking and stuff. You've really thrown me for a loop. I was not expecting that
3: whatsoever. I can tell. You wouldn't shut up during it. Because I was laughing. <laughs> you might have to mute your audio in the edit. Bloody hell. People won't be able to hear it. I'll turn myself down
2: so that people can hear my appreciation. Imagine if it's just me silent. That's gonna that's gonna kill your track. I think you've got to have like a little bit of audience murmur going on in the background.
3: Mm. I don't know.
2: Nathan Hamilton. Yes, we tried to do this two years ago. If you remember, (laughs) I do not remember. We, I think we, I can't remember how we lost it. This was in the days where we lost recordings like all the fucking time.
3: I was joking. Of course, I remember. I, I've never forgotten. It's like it's PTSD for me. I've, <laughs> of course, I remember. Um, but we've returned. We're back to do Hamilton. Two years have passed. Um, it's
2: going to be a completely different podcast because when we first recorded it, I had never, I had only just watched it for the first time, and I'd never seen the stage show. Now two years have passed, and I've seen it a few times, and I've seen the stage show. So I have a new thoughts and a different perspective.
3: Too bad the listeners will never hear your old perspective because (laughs) that is gone. And it's two years old. And to be honest, this will be a better episode than the one. It will definitely sound better at least. Um, Mm. And maybe, oh, I, can't, I cannot promise that the content itself will be better because this this whole show's a mess, pretty much. But, you know, we'll see what happens.
2: I think you've already secured the quality with the intro, to be fair. We can, we can only kind of go downhill from here anyway, so we
3: might as well just lean into that, I think. Yeah, it was pretty cringe, but, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that what what is Hamilton? You're not supposed not...
3: to agree with that, Lawrence.
2: Right, no. I can love a bit of cringe comedy. I'm all for it. Where are you at with Hamilton? Where, what's your relationship with Hamilton?
3: <laughs> what's my relationship with Hamilton? I first met <laughs> him on a Tuesday. <laughs> Eve. No. Um, Hamilton is a musical I have enjoyed for a long time now. Well, not because it's not that old, but since uh, around about when it was first emerging, uh, on Broadway anyway, um, I heard whispers of it through the web and there was people talking about it. i like, oh, this seems pretty cool. This This is great. Let's all go see this. And then I I didn't watch it. I just listened to the soundtrack over and over again. I was like, oh, this is sick. I love this. This is great. I'm going to make this my entire personality. And I did. Um, and then you used to bully me for for liking it. You was like, oh, Nathan's listened to Hamilton again. That show he hasn't seen. And I was like, yeah, but I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then you was your usual judgmental pessimistic self about it. When I said you would like it too. And you're like, well, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then you did like it. So once again, vindication, but Hey, um, yeah, it's a good musical, which I very much enjoy. You know, I love a musical. Um, and this is, this is up there for me. This is one of the greats, despite it being relatively new. Yeah.
2: I, I, you forget that it is quite new to be fair. Um, but I also think it, like, it came out at the perfect point. Like, 2016 was, like, rife when people were, like... I th- I don't think people were getting into politi- politics. I think people were just, like, paying more attention because there was a fucking moron being elected as president. Um, mm. So, like, it was a good kind of... It was, like, a, the perfect pairing of time to release a musical and the musical itself. Um, but I did used to bully you. And I, I am sorry, because now I always listen to musical <laughs> soundtracks. Mm. Yeah. So I feel I feel quite bad. You should, um, but no, you were listening to you weren't listening to you were listening to the soundtrack, but you were also listening to like they they correct me if I'm wrong they did like an album where like a load of pop stars also did the songs, right?
3: Oh, the Hamilton mixtape. Yeah, they that, that's a good album as well, um, and it's been added to over the years as well. There's been like other tracks added to it. Um, yeah, that's that's a good little album for anyone who hasn't listened to it. It's just like, yeah, I, I guess songs. It's like artists covering songs from Hamilton, but then it's also artists writing songs inspired by Hamilton as well. Um, So there's a good little mix of stuff in there, which is quite good. And you also get like a few little uh, like unreleased uh, demo tracks, like songs that never made it into the show as well, which which is quite interesting as well. So, yeah, it's quite good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I like it when they kind of expand outside of that. Um, I do remember that because there's a few raps though, like the people add like extra verses and stuff, don't they, to to already existing songs, which are quite cool. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, this t- like up until watching Hamilton for the first time, my main reference point for American history, so a subject I was not taught in school. Um, I my my history is very much like focused on like World War Two. That was all the stuff I had to learn for my exams and stuff. Mm -hmm. um so the only thing the the only real part of american history that i'd kind of familiarized myself with (laughs) was like some of the true to life events of assassin's creed (laughs) 3 which is embarrassing but yeah Mm -hmm. um but i thought this like i don't know i just i I know this is probably cheesy and there's probably people rolling their eyes at this but i think this is like fairly educational as well i know it takes like creative license but like it's quite good at kind of telling you how stuff came to be
3: yeah yeah i think so I, I think it's a good it's a good like basis to go off obviously don't fucking reference hamilton in your history essay but like use it as a basis for stuff that happened and then go off and look further into it i think is a it's a good starting point really
2: and it's also like there's parts of it that are intentionally like it's in, it's intentionally been adapted for entertainment like it's not it's by no means a true retelling of everything and i also think that that like i i don't know like if this if this is still a debate people are having i know that like it i i, I don't know i don't know where a lot of people stand on this but like uh like reframing um historical american periods um through the lens of like how America. i think lin manwell's always said that as like a quote how the lens like it, telling this story through the lens of how america looks today basically like sticking to his guns and casting people of color um and like Presenting it in like a hip hop format, I think all that shit's really fucking. And obviously, it's it's like it, this sounds super reductive, but it's like the gimmick of the musical. It's like a draw for the, for people to go and see it, but it's it's also incredible. Like it's a really good idea.
3: That does sound reductive, yeah. It's a good. It's a it's a interesting way to frame it. Really, it's a it's a interesting look back at history, and it's like a um, cr- creative way to look back at history. Like you're l- mm. looking back at history. In a way that is, um that I, I don't know, is just different. I guess
2: I I do like to imagine like a bunch of founding fathers and slave owners turning in their graves at the thought of this as well. Like I think it's like a, it's a fun way of being like you know these these people are looked at as like wow the founding fathers you know their heads are on fucking you know Mount Rushmore and all of this and whoa it's all very cool and you know but like they they were terrible people for the most part <laughs> right so I feel like. It's, it's good that they can be made fun
3: of as well. I don't know if terrible is the way to describe them. They're like, by today's standards, yeah, they're not great, but they they wasn't out here, like, fucking punching people in the streets as they walked by and stuff and everything like that. Like, yeah. they, they were men of their time who engaged in what was legal and the norm at the time, which, unfortunately, was slavery. This is not me making an excuse for them, because... No, because I mean, yeah. slavery is fucking abhor- abhorrent and and it is something that should absolutely have been challenged at the time as well. And it was. It, it was as well. But it's, it's definitely something that should never have been around in the fucking first place. Um, but, but terrible is is not how I would describe them. Like, not great, yes. But not mm. just, like, outright evil. Like, like you say, judging by today's
2: standards, it's easy to say terrible. But, like... Yeah in in the in the you know the earth that they walked was a very very different earth to to the one we walk now and um yeah i don't know there's like the musical does kind of gloss over you know like using slavery to like advance fortune and like you know compromises like things that were ignored because it would have put like certain characters in certain political positions and everything else but like i don't know i think it's uh it, it does gloss over it but like it's
3: it's also not a documentary. Like it's it's a musical. It has to be fun. I, I don't degree. think I don't think at any point it's ever advertised itself as a documentary. Like I don't think yeah, I don't think first and foremost it's a musical. It's a piece of entertainment. That's that's what musicals are. They're they're, they're on Broadway and they cost fucking thousands of pounds to go see. Like, this is not like a fucking documentary that's on the History Channel. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is like, it's, it's entertainment. It's, it's supposed to be sensationalized and, you know, and um, dramatized and, and heightened and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I think yeah. first and foremost, that's its, that's its main function.
2: Yeah, it's it's primary job is to entertain yeah. rather than to educate. Yeah. yeah, and I think that you do it does strike a nice mix of hitting both. I think.
3: <clears throat> yeah, but I think so.
2: What, what, one standout for me, um, and kind of something that like I remember being surprised by it when I first watched it, and then like seeing it on the stage, I do think there's a there's a difference to it. Is like for for a story that is basically like here's how America became a country, and like here's the story of specifically you know the titular character Alexander Hamilton, um, yeah. Burr. Burr is the secret main character of this, really, <laughs> which I which I really really like.
3: Leslie Oldham Jr. is great; he, he puts in such mm. a good performance. And yeah, it's kind of like a, a two pronged lead, really. Which any like any good story, any good musical will always have like a sort of a rivalry built up between them, like two 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 leads having a rivalry throughout it, and it's always. Always leads to some good stuff. Um, and, and, yeah, this is another one which is which is great. Um, I, I, Burr, I, I wouldn't say he's a secret lead because, like, compared to Hamilton, he still has a lot less to do. But, like, yeah. what, he, what he does have to do is quite significant. And there are some, like, really standout moments of the show that do belong to Burr, like, fucking... Um, wait for it and room where it happened like fucking powerhouse songs and performances especially by Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, in the yeah. filmed version so uh, yeah yeah it's great
2: I think it, it like also maybe like secret main characters probably the the sillier way of phrasing it but like what you're saying about them kind of it is a it is a double effort to tell this story and I think you need to like talents to to do that and, and Leslie Odom Jr. really brings it as Burr I think it's like The whole thing is like about their like the differing perspectives they have on stuff like hamilton's a a go-getter basically and and you know like the wait for it song would suggest burr kind of you know holds his cards close to his chest and kind of you know just waits back a little bit and is like right how can i assess this he's almost cautious to a fault
3: well it's it's interesting um that you you are coming at it from this angle with burr as kind of like a a, a secret lead because like interestingly um when lin manuel first showed off kind of like a work in progress i guess of hamilton it was in like 2009 at the white house he did a performance uh for at the time obama which seems fucking a world away now um yeah. um he he did a like a version of the the opening song um it was a little bit different cuz obviously it was still being worked on but at that point it was like the whole thing was from Burr's perspective. Like it, it kind of seemed like the album itself, because it, it was going to be originally an album rather than a musical, would have been from Burr's perspective, which was oh. quite interesting, really. So yeah,
2: yeah, I know. I, well, I I didn't know that. That's quite cool. Um, mm-hmm. but like it 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 does show I think because like there is Burr's entire character minus a few components is basically just Hamilton did this and here's how I would have done it differently. Um, yeah. And, and it's, I, yeah, I don't know. I think they're, they're in their rivalry. I mean, like, it's the climax. It it, it kind of opens the movie and it definitely closes it. Uh, the musical musical movie, I'm going <laughs> to interchange those a fair bit, I'd imagine. All right, um, well,
3: It will annoy me when you say movie, and it just did. So just keep that in mind.
2: Okay, well, I'll, I'll stick to musical as best I can. Um, okay. But no, I just think they, they both have, like, pretty valid kind of things to it like burr's right to be cautious hamilton's right to be like shit doesn't get done unless you fucking do it so i don't know i just i love that i think that like neither of them as characters are necessarily wrong but they're just they're two people that are just destined to never get along with each other because they just have their worldviews are so uh, to quote i keep accidentally going to do this so i'm just going to lean into it they're diametrically opposed Is, oh. <laughs> is what i'll say interesting Um, You spoke about how Burr had like powerhouse moments, uh, like "Room Where It Happens." Wait for it. Um, I I wrote down a note that was like, "What are my favorite songs?" And it is almost impossible to choose from this musical.
3: Yeah, like I can.
2: There are. I'll go on.
3: Um, um, oh fuck! (laughs) You can't. Uh, No, I can. I just forgot the name of it. Uh, Satisfied. Oh, I like. I do like Satisfied. That is very good. Yeah.
2: As for pretty much all the songs in this that they're all they're all bangers and i don't know if that's like maybe it's it's more accessible like the music is more geared towards um (laughs) i say our age our age is when it came out
3: (laughs) when we were young men i don't think it's geared specifically towards a younger crowd
2: is it contemporary when something modern
3: Modern, contemporary yeah yeah
2: Yeah. it's not like it goes for a different vibe like hip-hop is not often the the cornerstone for a mu- an entire musical. Um, yeah, but hip-hop's I suppose around. Think it does stand out.
3: Yeah, but hip-hop has been around for a while, though. Like, it's not a new phenomenon that, like, oh, only the kids like hip-hop and that's it. Like, my dad was listening to, like, fucking NWA in the 90s and stuff, so, like... <laughs> I'd
2: love to see that. I'd love to see your dad listening to NWA.
3: He, he loves NWA, yeah. And now my dad's in his 50s, so, like, you know, it's Impo- it's not important just... Important
2: question. Does he sing all the words? No,
3: he does not sing all the words, Lawrence.
2: That's all right, then. I'm just checking. So I'm trying to
3: cancel my dad.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Carl. And um... he also
3: says NWA. He doesn't say the full name of the band, okay? God.
2: Uh, yeah, we all, we all say NWA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be let's be safe. I know there's been hip hop numbers in musicals before, but like to have your entire musical rooted in hip hop,
3: um, um, yeah, yeah, it is it is quite new, and I think that is a big draw of it. It is, it's it's kind of changing the landscape of musicals, which I enjoy. It's it's not just like it's it's kind of like bringing a whole new culture to musicals, I guess, because for a longer time, like musicals and and theater in general is like privileged white people basically it's, it's like yeah. something a lot of white people enjoy it's like you know like fancy music and operatic songs and all this sort of stuff um mm-hmm. and then suddenly we get like in, in a modern world we're you know we're not just a, a culture of one specific type of person we're, we're a whole range and a whole mixture of stuff which is good so why not benefit from that and let these other cultures? into the circle and also bring in their own music and experiences and, and thoughts and ideas as well. And that's why I think it is so successful because, you know, it's it's that like shared idea as well. You know, some people, Lawrence, not to get political, but some people might say multiculturalism <laughs> has failed recently. Um, whereas I would say it's actually been quite successful. And this is the reason why, <laughs> among many other reasons. Sorry, a <laughs> little sidetrack there. <laughs> no 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 please yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs> but no i i just think that like it's it's just something that has massively benefited from new new voices and new uh, people coming into the space basically and and bringing with yeah. them you know uh, different ideas which is which i think is something the the musical theatre industry needed really so yeah
2: oh yeah like i don't want to call it kind of like a a stagnant medium but like it was it went largely unchanged for a lot of many number of years um and it and it was in need of a shake-up and i do think that like this has been wildly successful in terms of like like i said earlier this when this came out in 2016 like 2015 you know it came out was it twenty fifteen? When did it? What was twenty sixteen? Why was that so significant?
3: For it, it, this version was filmed in twenty sixteen. That's probably what you're thinking of.
2: Yeah, maybe then. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but it was. Um, it, it, was it came onto Broadway in twenty fifteen. Yeah.
2: Okay. Right. With what with the, with the original cast? Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um. But yeah, like the, like things were things weren't great, and then like twenty sixteen, like it just it it really a lot of small minded people became very vocal, and like it like the world in general became like a less pleasant place to be from like 2016 onwards like culture wars and fucking dumb people just being loud um but like i think this this has gone like some degree of a long way in terms of like standing its ground and saying you know like representing other cultures and like different voices from different backgrounds it is it is important and also like Look how successful it was. Like, argue the point all you want. It fucking made a shit hot ton of money. Mm. And there's a reason for that. It's because people, like, they injected this genre with new life and people were keen to go and see something new that they hadn't seen before.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: What are some of your favourite bars?
3: Um, I like um, Weatherspoons in Elephant and Castle.
2: <laughs> yeah, we all do, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the Rockingham Arms, I believe it was called. <laughs> Our local watering hole. Our local watering party. hole. Yeah, when we was at uni, um, that was good. Um, <laughs> there's one near me. Um, there's yeah. not. No, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wondered how long you were going to continue that for. All right. What do you mean by bars? Do you mean like a lyric? A lyric. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. Any lyric in the in the in the show.
3: I know you put me on the spot now.
2: I have a little bit, but it's a very quotable musical. It is.
3: Yeah. Um, I would <laughs> when say, you're ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, not not just like. Uh, okay, so I I really enjoy. Okay, so I I enjoy the song Washington on your side, um, and this lyric in there which you won't actually hear in the filmed version, not fully anyway, because it's it's censored, unfortunately. Um, mm. <laughs> when the line when they say, uh, "Oh, southern mother th- mother Democratic Republicans." It it just hits, and it doesn't hit as good in the filmed version. Hold on. Oh, show these veterans who they're up against.
2: Oh, southern motherfucking democratic republicans.
3: Oh, see that's so good. (laughs) It just fucking gets you amped, man. It's 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 very good. And then when you hear it with the weird fucking record scratch sensor on the on the Disney Plus version, it's like, oh, you kind of ruined it. But yeah.
2: I, I'm a big fan of taking this horse by the reins, making red coats redder with bloodstains. Try saying that fast, like David Diggs. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting president! I'm taking this horse by the reins, making red coats redder with bloodstains! A very, very good banger line.
3: Yeah, I like that song as well. I like it when uh, Lafayette gets to just unleash and just go go ham, really. Ha, <laughs> ham. Um, just go a bit mad <laughs> with it.
2: You were way too happy about saying ham there.
3: <laughs> I was. No, okay, okay. No, I actually, I actually have one now. I actually have a, um, a, uh, a bar as you call it. Which just say a lyric. What's this bar nonsense you're saying? Um, <laughs> I'm being young and cool and hip. <laughs> you're not. Um, same song actually that I just said. Hold on. Uh, when Lafayette says I'm in the cabinet, I'm complicit in watching him Grabbing at power and kissing it If Washington isn't going to listen to discipline Dissidents, this is the difference, this kid is out
2: Oh I'm in the cabinet, I am complicit In watching him grabbing at power and kissing If Washington isn't going to listen to discipline Dissidents, this is the difference, this kid is out
3: very good. I also I got more, sorry. I also <laughs> enjoy. I think Lynn um, and One Miranda is very good. Yes, I also very much. What's the state?
2: What's the state of our nation? I'm past patiently waiting, I'm patiently smashing every expectation every reactions and act the creation. I'm laughing in the face of casualties of sorrow. For the first time I'm thinking past tomorrow. I, am not... I had that one written down as well. That's one of my favorites. I think it's like he, that's Lin's talent. He's very good at words. Like, he's very wordy. Um yeah. And also, like... He's a good writer. <laughs> a he's, he's good at writing music and lyrics, man. He's really good. Yeah. Brings me on to my next point. Um, w- with the casting, right, we we can go through a few, but I want to talk about Lin himself.
3: All right, here we say. go. Let me, let me just get my... Nathan gets ready to defend Lin boxing gloves on for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> of, co- of course, okay. all right? Yeah. But it,
2: it's, it's nuanced, and there are topics that, like, like, I'm not trying to say he doesn't... Do, like, if you write a role, it's entirely your right to want to play it. That's not my point. My point is, like, from looking at it objectively from just, like, a fucking... Like, just the the show and, like, the filmed version of the show. As a as a cast member, the lead is one of the weakest, I think. I, I don't know. Like, he's not, like, the strongest singer. Um, He is... He, he's a great rapper. But there are some certain, like, moments where, like, he, like kind of acts through his songs which is a musical thing that people do um but like he i don't know like eye of the hurricane um i I don't know what the actual song is called moments like that where he's like kind of like crying into himself for a little bit like it ends up just kind of being a bit more funny and i do understand that there is like
3: you find eye of the hurricane funny
2: no, but, like, I find his delivery of certain things... Like, when I watched the different guy play Hamilton, I was like, fuck, I, this, uh, this song really hits hard. But I've just never felt the same weight from Lin-Manuel performing it. And I know that there is, like, this online consensus that he's a bit cringe. And I'm like, this is, this is a note that I wrote down, like, two years ago. This is my own, like, perspective. And, like, I'm trying not to let, like, public perception feed into how I take on his performance. But, like, he's just... I think ultimately... And this sounds so weird because he literally wrote the show and the part and everything else, and it's entirely his right to play it. But I don't think he's well suited for Hamilton. I just don't think he's the guy for the for the role.
3: I don't necessarily disagree in that. I feel like in terms of the performances, he is he's one of the weaker ones. But I think that's more of a comment on just how fucking good everyone else is, rather than how whatever you say about Lin, how how not suited he is for it or whatever. Personally, I. I've got no issue with him playing Hamilton. Sure, it's, it's not necessarily... Sure, someone else could have played it better, but then, like, I don't know how to defend that, because, yeah, sure, maybe George Clooney could have played it better, but George Clooney didn't play it, so, like... I don't, I don't know if that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what are you saying? Not George Clooney. No, that was just a name. Okay, I
2: just want to make it clear I'm not making that point. Okay. Um no, I I do understand. It's like I'm coming at it from like a a what if perspective, right? It's not yeah. it's not the version that is was ever conceptualized. I'm just saying. Like- I
3: think I think Lin Manuel gets a lot of shit, and I think he gets a lot of unnecessary shit. And to be honest, a lot of it makes me feel uncomfortable, and it really does my head in because mm. he's someone he's someone who like. For the longest time, you know, he's always been obsessed with musical theater. He's a big fucking theater nerd, just like me, I guess. Um, he loves this shit, and he he's wanting to star in all these roles, and he was told that uh, you know, these roles don't necessarily look like you. You're not necessarily for them. But hey, you know, why don't you go write your own, so you, then you can star in your own show or whatever. And he went, fuck it, I will. And he did, and now he's here. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all.
2: I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all but it, it, it's still like you, he's still open to criticism. he can still be like not the I I just I, I don't know there's something about his performance that like talented as he is and I don't want to take anything away from him he, like you say he's worked hard to get where he is and he does deserve every opportunity that he gets but there is an element of like ah it might, like th- this could have been this could have been amazing like but he's just I don't think he 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 he's ambitious in i think his like range and his capabilities of a, as a performer as a writer unmatched very very like prolific player working in the scene and like hard to beat him in terms of both like <laughs> selling tickets and like critical buzz that he's managed to get from his work but i don't know i just think that there is you know if you put yourself out there on stage you can be open to to criticism and i don't think it's like you know, I, I'd but say what, the same but what, is
3: guy. The, but what is the criticism, though? The, are you saying just, that he shouldn't have taken the role? That he should have cast someone else?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, it's tough to say, because, like you say, there's nothing wrong with him doing it. I don't have a beef with him writing a role and wanting to play it himself. That's not what I'm getting at. I just think that, like... I don't know. I think the role is written in a way that is not suited to his skill set, if that makes sense.
3: I disagree, Cause he fucking wrote it, so I'm like, I mean, it I mean, very much is suited to his skill set because he wrote it. Um, All right, but no, but I, if I if I
2: was a phenomenal writer, right, in, in another world where I. I write a, an absolute masterpiece musical. I still can't sing that well. No. So like it, I can still write something and not be the person for but it.
3: But also the role of Hamilton doesn't have these big fucking like ballads, like fucking Burr does or anything like that. Sure. He has a, a moment of like occasional little singing here and there, but it's never this big fucking grandiose moment of it. It's never these big mm. songs which demand your attention and the whole fucking room on silent bated breath. There's like a moments of singing here and there, but it's never whole performances dependent on only his voice carrying it.
2: He never he doesn't have to carry a space like like um the song Burn and where it is literally just the vocal performance as the main draw. Yeah. Um, exactly. No, I, I, I do see what you're saying. And I just think like I I I think there's there's um you're kind of hitting the nail on the head in in the way that I'm I'm trying to by saying maybe it's not necessarily that he's A weak component. It's just that I think everyone else in the cast is a stronger component. Um, I don't know. There's an element where I do think he stands out as the weakest, but that is because the bar is high
3: in this show. I I, I don't know. I think like a lot of people would disagree, really, because like this show sold out like for fucking months and months on end because of him. Like you would. There was always footage of like the opening numbers. uh, from Hamilton and like s- fucking sometimes like he, when he's introduced when he when it's a moment my name is Alexander Hamilton during that song the they they literally just have to stand there for like fucking two to three minutes while the audience just fucking screams for Lynn
2: I'm I'm not saying he's bad like he can he can hit moments but I just uh, I'm, I'm not saying he is shouldn't be on the stage I'm not I'm not being like you know like he's, he's he's No, I I don't think it does. I think think you're taking what I'm saying to an extreme. I think I'm just saying there's someone out there that would be more suited. It's his right to want to play this role, and that's fine. But But again, he only
3: played it for a little while, though, as well. Like, he did, what, six months to a year, and then he was done. And since then, it's been played by a whole bunch of other people. All right, but who's
2: in your mind? Who is Alexander Hamilton when you think of it? He's like the role originator, right? He wrote it. He was in it. Like he's the, he's the guy. He's the one that you think of.
3: Yeah, but that's that doesn't mean anything though. What?
2: I, I think it does. It's, it, he is the, the the main Hamilton that is is on the recorded there is, soundtracks.
3: There is no like main Hamilton though. That's the thing. It's like a it's a it's a musical. Like the cast changes all the time. You don't like this one. Wait around six months; there'll be another one.
2: Yeah, it for for shows like in 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 a, a far a far more widely accepted, a more accessible format. He is the main. Like I don't I don't think what I'm saying is wrong in the sense that the, he is the main Hamilton, right? Like just like I don't know, fucking I'm I'm trying to think of another example, but like um, Idina Menzel is alphabet, right? Like it. They're, they're, but she the hasn't role played Richard Elphaba
3: is. for years, though. Right, but
2: she's on the soundtrack, and she's the first person you think of when you think of Elphaba.
3: But she hasn't played the character in over twenty years. But that doesn't matter. You're still, you're still the the. It kind of does matter though, because she's not Elphaba anymore. That's like saying the only Doctor is David Tennant, I, and that's probably now's probably not the best time to make that argument. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. like, but you know, you know what I'm saying though. It's like they sure like probably the one that most people know yes i'll grant you but that doesn't mean it's the only version though and like the version or whatever i'm
2: not i'm not saying it's the only one i'm saying it's the one that most people are going to associate with the
3: role and i just there's a world where it it, but is that is that on him though is is is, is that is that his fault that people associate the role with him I, I, i i just don't think it's a bad thing that he cast himself as hamilton I don't,
2: I've, I've said so many times in this recording, I don't have a problem with him casting No, himself. I know. I just think I know, he's the I know, weakest I component.
3: I know, but I disagree. Okay, well, that's fine. I, ju- I just think it's... I don't know. I, 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 I feel like Lynn Manuel Miranda is someone who gets a lot of unnecessary stick, I think. And I do get a little defensive when it comes to him because I, I relate to him in a lot of ways, to be honest. But I, I feel like some of it is... A lot of it is unnecessary as well, because I feel like as well, Hamilton got so popular that like people who um, who don't necessarily enjoy this type of stuff usually would see it. And then they're like, well, this guy's a bit weird, like big fucking theater kid energy. But like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what he is. Like, yeah, he, <laughs> he's, a, he's a fucking theater kid through and through and like. And then he got, like, bullied for that and all the cringe shit he did or whatever. But, like, that's that's just who he is. He's just being himself and having fun, and I, I yeah. don't think he deserves to be fucking vilified for that.
2: No, 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 I know. You, and you're right, there is, like I said earlier, there is a public consensus of this guy that does, like... It, there, there are a group of people now that jump on anything he does and go, oh, it's cringe, it's bad, cringe, uh, and And, like, like, that is an image that, uh, like i don't know how it started but i i think mm. it's just people <laughs> like wanting to reject him mm. um and it like a lot of interview clips and and stuff like that where they've just not understood his vibe or like gelled with him as a person yeah. um and i'm not i'm not i'm trying not to let that like inform me at all because like we've been around theater kids we get this energy to a degree um maybe not this intensity. I am
3: a, a theatre kid. I fucking grew up loving musicals. Listen to that cringe shit I just did at the beginning of the fucking show. I, <laughs> like, I have theatre kid energy. Alright. Like I am one. What what if I say that after
2: that intro, uh, I think the only way that we can settle this is if you were cast as Hamilton, it would have been a better show
3: okay well there's a number of things wrong with that okay (laughs) (laughs) look as much as i would love to play hamilton okay it's not something that ever should happen for a lot of reasons um i don't have the fucking you say lynn doesn't have the vocal range i definitely don't have the vocal range okay so like (laughs) yeah it's for a lot of reasons that's not a good idea I'll take oh, King George another role I do not have the vocal range for so there we go <laughs> yeah.
2: who stood out to you what cast member stood out to you uh
3: renee l Elise, <laughs> Renee Elise Goldsberry uh as angelica is is fucking phenomenal Um, I've always yeah. loved the song satisfied because she's just oh she's so good in the role and that song is just so well done from the fucking staging choreography lyrics all of it is just fucking perfect that is that for me is my favorite moment in the musical every time. Cause just everything about it is just 10 out of 10 fucking hits. No notes. Absolute banger. So good. Um, yeah, it's, it's just perfect. Um, who else? Chris Jackson is great. He's got an absolutely oh. beautiful voice, like a, a mountain of a man who seems like a teddy bear at heart. He seems great. Um, <laughs> lovely. When he,
2: when he does one last time and there's the, the moment where like they're reading the, um, the speech the george washington's like final address i guess yes um um and it it, it he's he's reading it and the moment where it translates uh, or sorry it transitions <laughs> from him speaking to him singing yeah like every single time i hear that it gives me goosebumps i'm like fuck this guy like the smoothest voice yeah and it's it's incredible and i like the fact that like i i think his casting is fun because it is you know george washington
1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
2: Presented as like a, you know, tough, sticks to his guns, but mm. he's very wise and has like a, a caring nature. Yeah. Um, and, and I think like that's, that's fucking perfect for Chris Jackson. Like he just, he, he, he oozes that aura, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anthony Ramos is good. I know he's like, yeah, he's in Transformers these days or whatever he's doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, or sometimes he's Usnavi. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's good he's, in
2: that. We we spoke about that one as well.
3: Yeah, we he did. He's he's good in that. But no, he's he's good in this. I always, um, the fact of the moment the um, I believe it's officially known as the John Lawrence Interlude, like when the... when. Hamilton gets the letter about his death, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Th- that, for me, because like, I first saw this show uh, on my 25th birthday, actually, um, in 2018, when it first came to London. Um, and that, that was the first time I've seen the show. Up until that point, I'd only ever listened to the soundtrack. Um, and that moment isn't actually on the soundtrack. Like, it's 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 not on there. So, like, the first time I, I even, like, fucking knew that he died was fucking during watching the actual show and i just i bawled like a baby during it um and (laughs) i always do watching the the disney plus version as well it's 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 such a good moment um but yeah yeah, he's great he's great he is very very good um
2: do you know the name of the actress that plays um uh peggy and um um, mariah reynolds
3: yes uh, that's jasmine jones
2: she is i think she's like an undersung hero yeah. Like is she yeah, she's not in it like as much as the others. Um <clears> and like the, the 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 whole joke of Peggy is that she hasn't really got much to do. Yeah, she's um, just kinda
3: there. And Peggy. Yeah,
2: and yeah, exactly. That's that's the mm. the whole gag of it. Um but like when it comes down to that that song, um uh what do you know, what's the title of that song? The the the, the sexy song. Stay, is it? Um no, oh, say no so, to yeah. this.
3: Say no to this
2: oh yeah, say no to this, right? When when it comes down to that, right? Her vocal performance is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, it's so, so good. Yeah. Um, I, and I almost like that, like, as an audience member, that, that kind of turns around and slaps you in the face with shock. Because, like, like, again, the joke is everyone has their beautiful intros and she literally <clears> goes, <throat> and Peggy, and it's very abrupt and blunt and, it, like, it's supposed to kind of hit you in a way that's like, oh, that's unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and then when she pulls out those pipes is just very 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 talented very very good
3: um David Diggs is is great oh, um yeah. both roles are just very funny You're trying to enjoy Lafayette's got this like sarcastic nature to him he always has fun little yeah. zingers on one line it's like you are the worst bah, and all this sort of yeah. stuff very funny <laughs> but then he's just the absolute like <laughs> there's no other way to describe it it's just like a pimp performance of yeah, Thomas Jefferson yeah uh it's it's so funny and it it is great he's really good
2: that's that's something as well they managed to do quite <clears throat> well with like costume in this because a lot mm. of it a lot of it they're kind of just in their like act 1 it's they're mostly in like their little dressed down soldiery type outfits mm. um and then in act 2 they're a bit more adult <clears throat> in costume um but like the, like it's funny that you say pimp um for for Lafayette not Lafayette um for um Thomas Jefferson because uh, it like, h- how they managed to communicate that with just some ruffles and a-, a silly hat. Like it's, it's, it's very good. It's very, very clever how they managed to pull that off.
3: He's not wearing a hat.
2: he not wearing a hat? No. I might be thinking of actual pimps in like should... GTA San Andreas. Yeah, you might be. At <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: <laughs> no point does he wear a hat.
2: Well, he's got the ruffles and he's like, he's, <laughs> uh, he's got a little cane, isn't he?
3: He's got a cane. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's the pimp attire that he has. That's okay. the thing.
3: all right
2: um no it's it's very very good i think it's um yeah it's they they do they do a lot with a little
3: yes i agree
2: yeah who else who else is who else is in this no one um eliza philippa sue yeah yeah another performance that is just like (laughs) holy shit yeah like (laughs) what
3: (laughs) No, it's just like I don't know if it's a delay, but it's just the way that you just went another performance. I was like, oh, okay, just, just, <laughs> that is yeah.
2: it is factual that she did a performance. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, she she's good. We we said it earlier. Like there are moments where like <clears throat> she she has the least amount of hand being held by the show. There yes. are numbers where it is purely her, a spotlight on her, and it's and she has to hold the audience for like two to three minutes. Yeah. Um, and she just fucking, how she can like command that stage with next to nothing is, is, is so, so good.
3: Burn is Very, a great talented. song. Great, great display of her like talents and range and stuff. Um, yeah. Just, she gets to absolutely shine during him. She's great. Uh, I'm interested to know Lawrence about your like thoughts, because now that you have seen the stage, I'm interested to, to see if you have any like thoughts on the idea of like the stage versus the filmed version.
2: I think, I think naturally they like different mediums come with different strengths. Like, you know, the filmed version is nice because you get to see all the little micro expressions on their face and you, you know, they're they're very aware that they're being, they're performing for a closer up audience. So they're a lot of the time they're very much so given it, they're all, uh, but I also do think it's like, like you say, like the little censoring and stuff like that. There's an element of, this is the most perfect performance that could have been cultivated for the the adaptation well not the adaptation but the, the translation to a movie um or a filmed version of the musical um and i think you lose you do lose a bit of charm like on my on my stage um the the, the stage show that i watched uh there was like mo- little moments of imperfection that are just like individual to the night like there was moments where our Uh, the King George um, character was like sat on the side um, during one of Burr's numbers and he picked up that Burr was breaking character a little bit so he just kept making him laugh like he deliberately kept cracking him up Mm. Um, and it's it's those moments where like the audience is so happy for that immersion to be broken because you're just seeing pure delight on performers faces having a blast
3: well I think that's Um, the beauty of life here is that it is different every night you know and there are you know it's it's not just a, a a one for one, the exact same performance every single time. There's always little nuances and little differences here and there, really.
2: I think it, it's also like I say, it it is possible for something to be too polished and too perfect. Um it, it's nice to hear like a voice break in, in every now and again in theatre, you know, like where the where the performer is just really fucking going for something to the point where they mm. overextend themselves and you feel that like either, you know, pain or excitement or whatever emotion it feels kind of more real yeah oh excuse me if that makes sense um so yeah no i just yeah that there, there are I, I i like both um in in equal measure i think obviously it's where where are you at with like do you find it nice and like a bit more yeah because i'd imagine it was hard to get tickets in like 2016 right <laughs> like it, it's more accessible now for sure
3: uh, it's, it's definitely more accessible, which I think is a good thing. I think Life Fear should be accessible and available. Um and you know the argument was always, well, if, if it's accessible, then no one will come see the show. And that's just been proven massively wrong because like yeah, that that's not still, true. Yeah. It's still it's available for Disney Plus. You can sign up for a few trial and watch it for free if you want. Um, or like pay the fucking six nine nine for a month or whatever. Um, and then you can just watch it or you can just fucking pirate it. I mean, <laughs> if you really want it for free. Um, <laughs> um, but despite that, you know, it's still fucking selling now it's still like the fucking biggest show ever. It's still going very strong. So like yeah, it, it really has not made a fucking dent in in the in the performance and, and I think more shows should do this. I think it's a it's a really good thing to have it be accessible um, to a lot of people um six has recorded it they've not released it as of yet but six Mm. has been recorded and i'm very excited to see that um because six is another one which i love another show that i love um so i'd excited to see that when that comes out um i do think that like the accessibility
2: reaches a wider audience too like i saw um amazon prime filmed um heathers and that's i've never even heard of it as a musical like i and and i watched the entire thing and i've like since I've been like listening to the music, singing the songs. And I would, if I saw an opportunity to go, I would go. Um, Mm. So I, I do think it like, you know, people go and see musicals all the time. There is, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone checking out a filmed version of the musical and then being like, yeah, I'd
3: happily part with like hundred and fifty quid to go and mm. see that.
2: Because they're not fucking cheap either.
3: No, they're not. No, they're not. And it's it's like a it's an event really. It's something to to get dressed up and look forward to, really. Because yeah. like you 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 had seen Hamilton on Disney Plus for like two years. You've had it available for two years before you went and actually saw the show. And then you still yeah. paid like a decent amount of money and went to see the show. And yeah. <laughs> And at no point was you like, oh, I've seen it. I don't really need to go see the stage show. You're like, no, let's go see it live. That'd be great. That'd be interesting. So it's like, yeah. If anything, it helps, really. I genuinely, I think, like, I'm glad you brought it up as
2: well. Cause, like, half of my excitement mm. when I was, like, walking to the theater and, like, you know, getting my tickets clicked and all of this and going up to the seat, half yeah. of my excitement was, like, I can't wait to see these songs that I really enjoy live.
3: Here's the big question. Like, Here's the big question yeah. for you, Lawrence. Okay did you sing
2: (laughs) no i I didn't i was theater seats are close together right you're like on someone's lap
3: yeah yeah
2: and and like i'm not a small guy so i'm like (laughs) i'm i'm aware that like you know this guy the guy next to me probably would love a bit more leg room i can't afford that him that right unfortunately but like so there's an element of me i'm like i've done I have to be polite. I cannot piss anyone else off. Yeah. Like I have to just be reserved. And I, and I also think like fuck. If I paid one hundred and fifty quid, and I ended up having a better fucking view of the guy next to me singing,
3: yeah,
2: like that's not what I fucking paid for. No, um,
3: no. There was toe, music- there was
2: toe tapping. There was a lot of head bobbing. But yeah, no, I didn't. Of course,
3: sing. of course. A musical is not a concert. All right yeah (laughs) don't don't sing okay despite what alison hammond might have you believe (laughs) yes absolutely oh that was horrendous um who's who's bootlicking the prime minister now so fuck her yeah look don't don't go don't sing a musicals kids if you if you do go to them respect respect the theater um it's annoying and they're better than you (laughs) it's true yeah (laughs) um i i I would like i'm interested to go see um tell the era's Tour in the cinema because and and i think you should be able to sing at that i think that's different i think you should be able to sing during that
2: um yeah i i don't know i think because it's kind of unprecedented right like it's yeah i don't think they've ever done an entire like concert set at a cinema before and it, and if they have it probably hasn't been given the same amount of funding that this one will yeah um so it's it's hard to say um i think <laughs> i think everyone everyone's first viewing of the the eras tory in a cinema is going to be very bizarre because no one's going to quite know what the what the, the, vibe... What the vibe is yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. it's going like, to so take where... one really brave person next to whoever to be like I like I don't know. Just start singing a Taylor yeah. Swift song for someone to be like, "All right, okay, yeah, I could get amongst this."
3: We're all gonna be yeah. there in our in our eras outfits with our friendship bracelets, and then we're gonna be like, <laughs> "So are we, are we? Are we singing? Are we? Are we is all okay?" I w- <laughs> you're, you're gonna
2: you're gonna have a better idea of this than me. What I've seen this so so many times mm. is an eras outfit just like what you wear to the concert. An era's out fairy. <laughs> okay. so,
3: how do we get onto this? But I'm also happy to be here. <laughs> You're ready for a bit of Taylor Swift lore, everyone. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, not really. Um, an era's, yeah. Well, it's kind of just what you wear for the show, but the idea behind it is because it's the era's tour, which is, you know, t- Taylor had not done like a, a concert for like the last like two or three albums she put out. Um, and traditionally, like, whenever she released an album, she'd always done it all, obviously, to go along with it and promote it. That hadn't been the yeah. case for the last few albums. So she was like, oh, fuck it, let's do the eras tour, and we'll do, like, a big, like, fucking three-and-a-half, four-hour show, and we'll just do fucking everything, all right? And we'll, we'll go crazy, and we'll call it the eras tour, and it's, like, all the eras of Taylor Swift. Um, and so the idea behind, like, your eras outfit is you would go to the show in, like, an outfit which is, like, inspired by whatever era of Taylor you connect with and enjoy the most like it could be folklore it could be fearless it could be uh, evermore just like basically whatever album you connect with basically an outfit kind of inspired by that so you could
2: wear like a kind of like a like a flannel shirt and have a little plait in for like a folklore vibe that would be e-
3: there that would be Evermore, but yeah.
2: Evermore. oh damn, it was yeah. summon I, I was almost there.
3: You <laughs> was close. You was close. Um I c-
2: can you imagine my embarrassment going into the Eras Tour with my plat and my and my and my shirt and <laughs> yeah. being like, I love folklore. What do you guys <laughs> make of this?
3: You would you'd be vilified, Lawrence.
2: I'd be laughed out of the Eras Tour.
3: No, you wouldn't. The um, Eras Tour seems like the friendliest place on earth. And uh I just get more and more depressed that I will probably not be going and also this week i found that my fucking sister has tickets so that's just made me even more um pissed off um so that's your
2: your 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 love for Taylor swift is very feral uh, you're very like passionate
3: for it <laughs> well I, I she's a nice person Lawrence, and she makes good music i don't disagree <laughs> there's bangers it's great um
2: she's my number one artist for if i'm getting on with some work and want to get my head down and listen to just a a couple of albums that are going to make me focused
3: see intro i can't when i'm trying to like do work and if i listen to music when i'm doing work i can't listen to anything with lyrics because yeah it it just gets distract. i can't focus like i just cannot focus (laughs) on the work i'm doing and maybe i have adhd i'm not sure um, <laughs> but, uh, so I always end up just listening to like just film scores. Basically, that's really the only thing I can uh, listen to when I'm yeah. doing work. Weirdly enough, the 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 uh, the opposite to that is I can also listen to podcasts, which is strange because that's like all talking. So. Yeah,
2: that that's that's weirder. <laughs> if yeah,
3: anything. I don't I don't know how that makes any sense, but but yeah. <laughs> mm. Um,
2: but yes. Anyway, to circle back. Uh, yes, i think um, more
3: musicals should be filmed yes i agree and then also uh, going back to the the brief discussion about like filmed versus stage i i do think um there are a few moments in this which um which which you lose out on because of the filmed version of it um mm. i think i think a few of them um it, uh, there's a few moments which are less impactful is probably the best way to describe it because of the yeah. film version Um, first one uh well like like i mentioned earlier there's the, the fucking uh southern motherfucking democratic republicans although that's more a editing thing than than anything else um but the song satisfied again fucking no perfect 10 out of 10 your favorite thing um every time Uh, the way it like that whole music that whole song is fucking phenomenal in the way it like starts with angelica surrounded by everyone friends family everything like that and it goes through the whole song and shows you everything that happened from her point of view and all this sort of stuff and then it ends with her just completely alone on stage like no one else around her just in the darkness a single spotlight on her with her glass raised um but the filmed version it's kind of like a close-up so you lose out on that. You you lose. Yeah, it's quite intimate. So you don't necessarily get a sense of just how alone she is, really. Whereas seeing her just stood there on her own with all that space around her, it's quite it's quite powerful to see that. Um, yeah. And yeah, you lose out on that in the film version.
2: The, those two ideas, they just they they juxtapose each other, right? They you can't have both. You can either have intimacy or the scale of a theater show. You can't have both. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. And yeah, and I think there there is it's it is unfortunate because like if there are they the show is kind of crippled in the uh the sorry the, the 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 filmed version of the show is kind of you know it it has its hands tied a little bit because if there are two interesting things happening on the stage they either have to miss one of them or focus on a wide shot and like yeah a wide shot is non-specific and you don't know what you're looking for so you maybe don't get the moment as hard yeah um and I, I also write i mean they, maybe this sounds stupid because it is literally the very nature of theater i like having the freedom to check out other things like i like like if if someone's you know belting a song i'm like oh what's going up there what's going on on the raise platform They're i always a letter yeah, around that's i cool. always
3: like seeing like what people in the background are doing i guess yeah i think that's part of the you know the drama kid in me i'm always a bit like critical i'm like mm, are they performing are they true to the role? Yeah. <laughs> are they engaging? <laughs> are they Are they mouthing along to, yeah. the, to the song? Because that's unprofessional. They shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I enjoy seeing like the the performances as a whole. Um, another moment which I feel like is is less impactful is um, uh, the the I Have a Hurricane song. Uh, wait for it. Is it wait for it? Wait for it. Yeah, wait for it. Um, yeah. where there's there's a moment where it like it gets to the chorus and there's like. Just this big, like, impactful moment, and everything just stops and slows down. And, and when you are watching the stage version, it literally looks like a fucking hurricane has just ripped through it because the cast are holding up like furniture and like chairs and props and stuff. And it's and it just looks like a snapshot of a hurricane, it's just ripped through. And it and it, when I saw it on stage for the first time, it just like it blew my fucking mind. I was like, holy shit, that is amazing! um but yeah. you just don't get a sense of that on the filmed version
2: yeah and that's i think that's that's a problem that's also pretty specific to this musical because this is like genuinely mm. like I, I wasn't a massive musical guy before we did this podcast and and like you know i, I i'm familiar with like basic ways to set a stage right because you know we mm. went to uni we did drama and all of this like we I i know some basic stuff but like i do think Hamilton's staging its simplicity takes it to a new level and that like little turny platform that they have that spins around like the way the way they use that for like you know certain things like the 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 jewels for example right the 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 like the gun standoffs um like it it's the illusion of them circling each other um uh, like in a classic like fight setting um and I, I don't know i just think it uses that really well and yeah there are moments where that just doesn't mm. lend itself like an actor turning their back on a camera doesn't work whereas an actor turning their back to a stage can absolutely work um
3: I, it's hard to I, capture that i will say i think there is one specific moment in the mus- in uh, the film version which i think heightens it because of the the film's medium um it's, it's just mm. kind of a a um an opposite point of view here um during the um the the, the final like hamilton's monologue sequence um uh, i imagine death so much it feels more like a memory all that sort of stuff there's there's just a moment where like <clears throat> you know it's going through hamilton's life and everything and eliza's on stage and he's like my love take your time i'll see you on the other side um and then like eliza's like the camera's fixed on eliza she just like walks past and as she like walks past the frame she she walks past burr and like as she goes it then like focuses in on burr with the gun and it's it's so good just the way that shot is framed of just going yeah. from eliza then suddenly back to reality of burr with the gun aimed directly at hamilton it's it's so good it gives me chills every time
2: yeah well that's that intimacy right like that's that's where like it can go <clears> hand in hand like you get a nice bit of staging and then like you like I mean you use the words it's a close-up you get to see mm. that intense moment um more clearly um no yeah like I say there are pros and cons right it's it's kind of you're always gonna miss something but then you know it's a trade-off what you miss yes. you'll gain somewhere else um
3: Indeed. and I
2: also like my my main enjoyment is I just think everyone should be allowed to uh, you know that accessibility is always important in a broader sense but like my own personal opinion i'd rather part with six quid to watch something than 150 if i may not even like it um yeah
3: but then you can always so, go see the fucking stage version oh well, yeah
2: yeah exactly it, it, it doesn't go anywhere No, <laughs> like it's it's still on and i watched it this year and like we said earlier it came out in 2015 i watched it this year and it was still fucking very
3: hard to get good seats yeah. Um, was it empty Lawrence was it an empty show or was it packed up it was packed to the brim there was well, there you go
2: see there were there were almost too many people there and I I don't like heights and I sat and one of like the top little circle things yeah um and I was in the fr- front front uh, the front row of like a, a circle and where I had where other people were already sat and I had to like usher my way past their feet naturally no, no. i was kind of half leaning off of the thing and i was yeah. just, <laughs> my my wife was holding my hand and she was like you're fine and i'm like i hate this i need to sit down i need to sit down i need to sit down <laughs> like i it was not an enjoyable experience sitting down there for me
3: <laughs> mm.
2: but yeah um anyway sorry tangent about how i don't like heights um what else is there to discuss
3: do you think they were uh, well they <laughs> I, I guess it's more a case of when than if, but a, an actual filmed movie of this—do you think that'll be coming Ooh. anytime soon?
2: Um, I think maybe once the ticket sales die off a bit, I think, mm. I think they'll consider it in maybe like five to ten years, and I also think it will be pretty bad.
3: Um, Why? Because I just I. Don't... This is your cynicism. I'm always interested to know why your cynical little brain works this way.
2: I'm look. I'm sure there's a world in which it's fantastic, Mm. but like. But why?
3: Why? Why wouldn't it be? Why would it automatically be
2: bad? All right, I'm talking from a quality perspective. People are going to go see it because of the name. Yeah, I know.
3: I know. I know. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm. But that's what bad means from a quality perspective. (laughs) I I don't I I don't think it
2: lends itself well. Like I just think there's like you, you're gonna miss a lot of stuff, right? Firstly, it's a hard place to set a full film in because it, it's is this a, a period, period
3: piece?
2: Yeah, it's a period setting. So lame is. I Les also Mis. Think, yeah, and, and <laughs> yes, but I also think like lame leans entirely full tilt into a period thing, right? Everyone's fucking doing opera singing and like it, it the entire thing feels oldie worldy. Whereas I think if you are setting something in the past and, you know, presenting it with like hip hop beats and stuff, it's going to be hard to pull that off. I think in a film medium, without I'll make it a more interesting. Weird. Yeah, no, absolutely interesting. But I think, I think it works really well as a, as a, as a staged performance. And I think, you can get away with more in a stage performance more kind of interesting concepts are meant for the stage whereas i think yeah I just but that's feel why this that's why weird
3: yeah but if you do a one-to-one adaptation yeah but things are always changed with musicals because they have to be
2: i don't know i i i remain reserved as i always do and i know you hate
3: because <laughs> you're so cynical like everything's bad to you <laughs> No, that's not true. It is true. You hate I, I, don't have,
2: I don't have blind faith in everything. I think that it's entirely possible
3: that things can be bad and will. And be I think it's sometimes. entirely possible that things can be good, and that not everything is doomed to fail.
2: <laughs> Look, this is just this is just you know how you describe a glass of water, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm empty or full, and that's fine. I, I am always happy to be wrong always happy to be wrong i have got into many music you know this i've gone into many musicals i've you've been you've dragged me into kicking and screaming and i've come out the other end and gone yeah i like that
3: yeah because you're uh, the most cynical man in the world <laughs> fuck's sake who <laughs> are though yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> you hate everything I, don't, I i don't know i just i I'm, I'm happy to be wrong that's all i can say <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't change the way I'm wired Nathan it's just how I see things. <laughs> Nothing else to say on on Hamilton. I think it was it's it's good. I think the the this specific <clears throat> version or iteration of Hamilton <clears throat> being a recorded stage show um I think I think it's good. I think the idea behind it is yeah. very
3: very good. Um and I'd like to see more of it. Uh Lawrence I completely agree. It's a, it's a great time. I had a good time. I have a lot of fun. Watching Hamilton, I watch it quite regularly. Like every couple of months, so I'll just throw it, throw it on and stuff because I I yeah. enjoy it quite a bit. Um, let's finish with a beautiful rendition um, of this.
2: We don't talk about Bruno, <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't talk about Bruno, but here's my wedding. Here's our wedding. It's loud in the sky no walks in with the mischievous grin thunder. thunder You're telling the story or am I? <laughs> I'm sorry, me better go on <laughs> It looks like rain Why did he tell us? In doing so, he floods my friend. I'm gonna get the umbrella
3: beautiful stuff there thank you Lin for that for that beautiful rendition uh, of it's... we don't talk about Bruno <laughs> it's, the,
2: it's, it's his tone man they've just got they've got him so dead on
3: he's, Yeah, if, for anyone who's won... not aware that's, that's uh, someone who does just a very good impression of Imran while um, <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to <laughs> say he did that but he didn't <laughs> yeah. has he but... seen it
2: where does he does he sit well with his stuff
3: uh, oh yeah, he's well aware He's he, he fun. he's <laughs> he's met the guy who does the impression. Yeah, they've done like a few TikToks together and stuff. Oh um, fun.
2: Okay, well, at least he's like yeah. happy about it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he loves it. He's very cool about it. <laughs> I feel so, yeah. I feel better
2: now about him laughing. At <laughs> it. <laughs> it's just yeah. the way Bruno <laughs> it's, it's Just the funny. screaming that he does. Oh god. Um <laughs> if anyone is still here um, we we've got some stuff to recommend for you it's the it's the part of the show where uh, Nathan and I will recommend something that we have you know seen or done witnessed experienced whatever uh, at some point this week Nathan recommend me baby
3: <clears throat> well I don't have to because I know you've been playing it too um but I'm gonna recommend Assassin's <laughs> Creed Mirage no um, that was my recommendation <laughs> was it? It was, yeah. Why would it be yours?
2: Because I've also been playing it. But you know, could... I.
3: But you knew I pre-ordered it so I could recommend it. Well, not so I could recommend it, but you knew I wanted to talk about it. Did I? Did you tell me this? Yeah, surely you would have known that this would be my recommendation. Uh, right, you can have it. I have a backup. I thought it might happen. You do not think things through at all. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> tell me um yes i've been playing assassin's creed mirage uh the latest assassin's creed game Um, kind of like a, a back to basics sort of for the franchise if for anyone who is familiar with it Um it's less rpg focused and more uh, there's still rpg elements to it but it's more um more focused on the the stealth aspect as as things uh used to be with the ac series and um yeah i've not finished it yet i'm still playing through it but i'm having a, a really good time with it i'm enjoying it Quite a lot, really.
2: If your if your thang was the the Ezio games and like the the first game, it's very much yeah, just back to the classic, back to the yeah. basics rather than an open RPG situation. It's, it's good. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it.
3: Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Scream also good Wolf. little uh, One Republic song, which I I sometimes listen to while I'm playing <laughs> it as well.
2: I we've started quoting it in the house. Well. <laughs> If, if my wife wants to like which we're both playing it, which is very tough because we only have one console and we don't want to get spoiled. Mm. So mm. you know it while she's at work Buy your a PS5
3: it. Slim. They just got announced today. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they got announced, yeah. A slip what what does that do? Is it just a It's the exact same, it's just smaller. Oh
2: okay. Does it cost less? No. No, of course not. That would be <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> why I'm would it saying? cost less why would it cost less, Lawrence?
2: I don't know, the, 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 the fucking, the, the, not dig, the digital one costs a bit less, but then you don't have that fat, clunky disk drive to go with it.
3: Yeah, I think it, you, with this, there's a attachable disk drive. Like, you can attach, you can get the digital version and then attach on a disk drive to it. Yuck. Why would anyone slip. want to do that? So they can watch Blu-rays. Oh, yeah, that's also a fair point. <laughs> All right, fine. Watch your
2: Blu-rays. <laughs> we've been digital for a while now we haven't had anything physical in ages
3: no it's true I do think that physical media is important but I'm all in on digital personally
2: yeah I haven't got that much space I don't want to carry around a load of discs Um, after like like moving
3: after moving like three or four times um, in quick succession with just like boxes and boxes of blu-rays and games I'm like somebody needs to change here man like yeah i need to i need to update that digital library um
2: and i like we we got voice command tvs i like telling the tv what to do and it does it for me while i go and make a drink or something
3: <laughs> I no i don't to... i don't know i hate that you
2: you don't like telling your tv what to do
3: no i like doing it myself
2: oh fair enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a man of classic means i see <laughs> yeah um right my recommendation my backup one i'm not as prepared to talk about this one um, but it is the 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 '80s movie, 1982's The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um,
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> look,
2: I'm aware it's popular.
3: Okay. <laughs> well, <that laughs> but I can still say... tell people. Yeah, yeah, you can. I didn't say it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: it's it's a good movie. Uh, many of you have probably already seen it. Uh, I'd never seen it, and I and I had to watch it because uh, I was uh, editing a video on it and the video got into specifics and I'd never seen it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to watch this. It's a little hole in my pop culture knowledge. So I'm just going to put it on. Uh, and it's very, very good. I did the weird thing, um, of, th- I did two videos. One was the thing. One was the thing, 2011. I actually watched the prequel first and the prequel. I was like, that's fine. That's not a bad movie. Like many people think it is. And then I watched mm. the thing 1982 and I was like, Oh, it was a bad movie. This is a lot better. <laughs> I see why people didn't like the prequel one um but yeah it's a good movie very very fun Uh, and kurt russell's always a good time um and i just like him going around and telling people what's what and it's yeah good movie very harrowing ending that just made me depressed but i would still recommend it because it's a good movie
3: i'll be honest i didn't listen to any of them because i was distracted by twitter um but (laughs) i'm sure you had a great time or didn't with whatever you recommend,
2: <laughs> it's, it's that meme. <laughs> like I ain't reading all that, but happy for you or, or sad that or happened. Or, something. Yeah. or sorry that happened. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's fine. Nathan's coming in with the multi purpose response. Um Yeah. The yeah, the the multi the multi use. Um anyway, other than checking out those things, uh, you can also go ahead and check out our Twitter, which is at another happy pod. Uh, and if you mosey on over there, what you'll be able to do uh, is give us a little follow, and then on your feeds, every single Friday at ten AM, you'll get a little post appear that will remind you that we have a new episode out.
3: Um, How lucky and- for you! A whole post to tell you <laughs> that we have an episode out that you can listen to. What a what a treat you are in for, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
2: and they're they're customized for each of you as well. Every new listener gets a different post um,
3: it's true. and a nice we'll personalized letter from
2: Nathan and I.
3: Yeah, it's true. I just sign my name to it. I don't write it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I do all the hard work. I do all the heavy lifting. Nathan writes one of his multi-purpose responses and just calls it a day. Um, Lawrence, I wrote a whole
3: song for this podcast, okay? So (laughs) don't tell me I don't do any heavy lifting.
2: (laughs) Okay, I apologise. So yeah, give us a little follow on there and the post will come up. Um, And speaking of getting notified when new episodes are released. Next week, we're going to be doing this.
1: What can I say except
0: you're welcome for the tides, the sun, the sky. Hey, it's okay, it's okay. You're welcome. I'm just an ordinary demi-guy. Hey.
2: Wahoo. Um Still not Mario, but we can't wait for that. That's going to be a very, very good time. Um Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but they can also give us a little review if they go to their podcast platform of choice wherever you're listening to this uh have a little poke around the app i'm sure there's a little review feature we'd very much appreciate a little five star review maybe you can leave a little comment or, or like a little uh, a text review that'd be great um that would be very very nice we appreciate those it helps us out uh, somehow i'm assuming so uh, but we also have another podcast that nathan is just dying to tell you
3: about. Yes, I do. It's called Still Got Legs. Uh it comes out every Monday at 10 AM and it's all about Doctor Who. Um where each week we watch and discuss an episode of the British Sci-Fi Classic Show. Uh not the classic show, that was misleading. Um but you know what I mean. <laughs> the uh the revival series anyway. It's yeah. a good fun time. We're having a great time. We're just about wrapping up series three at the moment. Uh, so come join us on this wonderful adventure through time, space, and everywhere else, which
2: is mostly Cardiff. Um, yes, and it's a good it's a good time. Um, uh, goodbye. I get. I never know how to end these.
3: No, you don't.
2: I've had a shave today, and I I I I, I shaved too close to the face, and I feel I feel I have a round head. Okay, well, that
3: that was just out of nowhere.
2: Well, I just, you know, <laughs> I didn't know how to end it. So I guess I'm just continuing it. Okay. What do you think? Look, let me show you. On my-
3: no! How does a podcast known for <laughs> pop culture talk with some more drop at 10am on Fridays? Heart in the Caribbean, loads of loyal listeners would holler that Nathan was a hero and a scholar, the 10 dollar. Actually, no, it's completely free. The people really do love to listen to nothing but me. And that is when they see that actually it's not just me, but I'm joined weekly with co-host Lawrence C. And every week while shows were being slaughtered and carted away across the web, they struggled to fight the discourse. Inside they were longing for something that was their own, a podcast that friends all over the world could call a home. Then an idea came, and positivity reigns. Our boys saw their podcast, blow wind up the pain. Put some mics to the MacBook, they even bought the same. And they recorded the first show, a mostly unlistenable world. Well, the world got around, they said, this is pretty shit, man. Took up a few episodes to set them on the right path. Got a big boost from Mr. Sunday, I mean, James. Now the world really knows our name? What's our name, Another happy pod Our name is another happy pod New episodes every Friday Just you wait Just you wait Wonderful stuff